Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band. Another episode of Unfiltered. The pod rolls on. This is the second portion of the NBA free agency talk, plus whatever else comes to my mind. Really, this, though, is going to be from the fan perspective of dealing with disappointment. And oh boy, thank you, band. Do you have the right host for this? <laughs> oh boy. It's like, they couldn't have cast anybody better for Iron Man than Robert Downey Jr. They couldn't cast anyone better for this man than me to discuss with you dealing with this garbage. If you're a fan of the Utah Jazz, if you're a fan of the Brooklyn Nets, because as a fan of the Mets and the Knicks and the Islanders, I feel like if anybody knows what it's like to live in a pile of shit, it's me as a fan. I mean, I've been sold more plots of land than anybody has ever been outside of anyone who met with Ricky Roma, the character that uh, Al Pacino played in Glengarry Glen Ross. I mean, <laughs> it's like... I root for a hockey team where the owner had like seven cents in his bank account and bought the team. That doesn't happen in real life. Although it did. They made it 30 for 30 about it. Only teams I root for. That happens to. If you're a Utah Jazz fan, this sucks. Like, Quinn Snyder's a great coach. Like, you know, it's like... <laughs> I mentioned the Islanders because now, I mean, I'm going to... This is going to be what I'm going to say about Barry Trotz not being there. But it's like you have stability in a franchise when Jerry Sloan is there and you come so close with Stockton and Malone on a couple of different occasions. And, you know, you hate to be rooting for a team where the story is maybe like, you know, not only two of the top 75 right anniversary players ever, but two of the best players of all time in any sport, to never win a championship. Like, you don't want to be in that discussion as a fan. Like, oh, great. Like, no Miami Dolphin fan is like, wow, thank God we rooted for Dan Marino and, you know, can stake claim to one of the guys who was great but never won a champion. No, you don't want that. But then you kind of go awry for a while. And you're, you're not sure, like, what is this franchise, right? To finally get stability back... And have a coach who's a huge part of it. And now he's gone, right? To build a foundation around a couple of really high-level talents who, whether they get along or not, and are friends or not, like people make too much of all that crap anyway. There are a lot of people who don't get along that work well together. Like, I don't know if Hall liked Oates or if Oates thought Hall was a pain in the ass. I have no idea. Says they work together on stage. Same thing for Quaker notes. Like it doesn't matter, or Adam Oates. I don't care. Like it doesn't. Like not everyone's gonna get along all the time. Like people make such a, a an overdue about that, especially when you're dealing with the world of competition, right? And the way that things go with that. But I know I just dove right into this, but you know I really was thinking about this today with with the Gobert trade, which I'll get into, but. 
it's hard for me not to go to the perspective of the jazz fan first. Like, this sucks. Because now all you hear about is, and I don't want to hear the Knicks aren't willing to trade for, they're not willing to give up what it takes. What do we, stop, these aren't hats in a closet. You don't get all these first-round picks. I prospects are cool, parades are cooler, right? Although, ironically, I'm going to take the other take on the Gobert trade, probably. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. When you sit there and you think about it from, and I don't want to hear about, like, the Knicks aren't willing to give it up. Like, now you know Donovan Mitchell's gone. Like, I don't care if it's today, tomorrow. He's not waiting to get seven dudes who are 15 years old right now eventually to then go rebuild with them. You always wonder when a, a coach resigns and you're like, like, how did this happen? Like, I know there's a first-round ouster and, like, okay, fine. But, like, this team was so close. They were a team and a force to be reckoned with, certainly the regular season. And, you know, we know that obviously can be something that, that ends up meaning nothing. Going back to Barry Trotz, that's how a lot of Washington Capitals fans felt before he finally won a championship with them as their coach. But the Jazz were, like, a legit thing. This is not like a joke team. This is a, this is a, a, they're a factor in the West, okay? They're no joke. Play tough defense. We understand, like, the issues with the team. Like, they're not perfect. It's certainly disappointments, right? Going back last couple of years in the playoffs, but come on. But if you're a Jazz fan, you want to be in it to win it. Like, that's the thing. Like, it does suck with these like, sports like the NHL and the NBA, when you're a fan, when you've got eight seeds in each conference and like you're like the seven seed fan every year, which, by the way, is about what I think the T-Wolves fan is about to have with Gobert and Cat there, especially if, if you know, Katie were to go to, you know, Phoenix isn't getting bad anytime soon. Lakers will figure it out enough. The Clippers, who now added John Wall, they continue to build. And, you know, Denver with, you know, you think about you know, Murray and and. Yeah, Michael Porter, the guys were returning from injury and what they already have with the two-time MVP and the Joker. You know, the West is a, is, is a, is a, I mean, forget it. I mean, it's a, it's a cluster F, if you will, of, of talent and high-level teams. Like the T-Wolves aren't going to the finals tomorrow or the day after tomorrow or the next day after tomorrow or next Thursday or a week after that or anytime soon. Okay, but they'd be in it to win it. Then, like, hey, th that's a thing. Like, as a fan, you, you want to have a reason to root. You, you know, like, you know, not everyone can win a championship, all right? Like, in the NBA, the, every year you walk in, there's, like, four teams that can really win a championship. Is like, the way it always looks. It's a weird thing about, like, baseball versus basketball. The NBA's got all these teams that are in it, like, more teams than baseball does. And it's like baseball, if you had 10 teams, 12 teams in the playoffs, they expand it to 14, it doesn't matter. Like, most of them have a chance. The NBA, it's like, oh, okay, we've got 16 teams that get in to the postseason, but only five really can win it. I mean, it's really it's amazing. It is always that way. Like, the NHL's not even that way. Oh, hot goalie. And yeah, okay, we knew Tampa was good the last few years, and we knew Colorado, okay. But, like, my Islanders were in the conference final, made it to a game six, and then a game seven the year later. They weren't picked to be anywhere near that either year. Even the second time, nobody thought. There was like a surprise again. Hi, we're back. No one knew. You can run a hot goalie from an eight seed and, and go. In the NBA, it's like you get four teams that could win. But the Jazz were a factor. When you're a fan and you got a team like that, you get so excited and you rev up and rev up and rev up and, and you're like you're in it to win it. 
and they just shit on you. Like, literally, they just pulled the rug from under you. It's a different kind of David Copperfield. To go back to what I was saying about Durant, it's like, hey, April Fool's, like, it's not under this hat. Now what? Because you know Donovan Mitchell's gone. May not be tomorrow, but he's gone. What the hell is he going to stay there for? Oh, just wait for all these kids to come. No, it's not happening. He gone. So, you know, it gives you really a good understanding of why Quinn Snyder left, right? But it's like, now what? What the hell are you going to do now? Like, if you're a jazz fan, it's like, you, you the whole point is like the journey, right? It's the climb. Thank you, Miley. Like, you go up and you go, okay, like, where are they going now? <laughs> Nowhere. You're a Nets fan. And I'll get back to the Gobert trade in a second, but I want to start with the fan thing first. If, if you're a Nets fan, <laughs> you already went through two machinations of this because you had the Barclay Center come and a great building, right? Not so much for my Islanders, but a great building in general. And it's like, okay, and the team's going to be good. And then, you know, here, let's go back to the way back machine. We're speaking of Danny Ainge deals with like the you know, Kevin Garnett. And, you know, we're bringing in Paul Pierce and then, okay, and then that doesn't work. Like, they've already gone through this before. I mean, the irony of the Nets is, like, a lot of their fans had no idea that, like, Kerry Kittles and Richard Jefferson, I mean, we knew what Jason Kidd was, that that team was going to net them, sorry, pun, pun not intended in that case, <clears throat> you know, the runs that they made in the East, when they've expected it, now you can't get, I mean, no one thought that it was actually going to be, like, kumbaya with Harden and Kyrie, back to Kyrie again, my lord. I, I read the, when I read the headline, the Nets are not uh, reportedly not going to uh, acquiesce to Kyrie's demands or yada yada. Good, but like you can't like cut off your nose to spite your face. Like you can't suck just to piss them off. Send them somewhere, but they're gonna trade Durant, right? They have to, and now you're stuck. Like <clears throat> everything's about hand, right? Is that whole thing about you got hand? By the way, Cowboy fans are the worst still. But everything's about hand, right? So if I have no hand, if I have no leverage, then I have no backing for anything. And that's in any kind of a sales deal of any kind. You can't come into a negotiation with, with no leverage. And that is the position that these teams are put in when these players are like, you got to get rid of me. Because then they're going to be curmudgeons and not want to play. You don't want to deal with the Ben Simmons garbage of the seven, and look at with the Sixers. And I know that you know KD will probably play, but it's like, it's like it's not. Well, I don't know if I. I mean, it really is the only place. And I'm not again going back to Durant. I'm not getting on KD because this is the world we live in. This is the the status of sports, right? With the highest of profile athletes. So therefore, if that's the way it is, that's the way you can you can roll, right? I I, I don't like it, but it is what it is. But. Man, is it the only place it is what it is. It's like saying, like, where else can Angel Hernandez have a job? Nowhere. You, can, you can't suck that bad anywhere else. Where else can you be like, I know I'm under contract for all of this money that you're going to pay me. Like, you're not telling me you're not going to pay me. All this money, oodles and oodles of money that you're going to pay me. <clears throat> but I don't want to play here anymore. I have decided after this short amount of time I have already – been under contract that you were so kind to pay me all this money for. I don't want to play here anymore. I don't think you guys could win. I'm going to go take one guy from here, then go pluck three others, and we'll go make a team somewhere else. Uh, here are the two teams you could trade me to. 
It's like, no, screw you if I were the team. But you cut, you're stuck. I mean, really, it is like you're, you're shit out of luck in this case, right? What, what are you going to do? So you're going to get traded. You can't get equal value in a deal like that. They're looking for two all-stars. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what kind of all-stars? Like, teams that want to add Kevin Durant, it's like, you know, I marvel. He wants to go to Miami, but <laughs> sources say he won't go there unless Butler, Bam, and Lowry are all there. Well, what the hell all-stars am I trading? And then they're going to they're trade Tyler here. So, like, okay, you're going to trade Duncan Robinson and... Like, he's not an all-star either, and I like Duncan Robinson. What all-stars are you trading? You can't ask the other teams, hey, look, I, you got to keep all those guys I want to play with, and then what What do you want the Nets to do? Trade you for what exactly? I mean, who? The two guys who are in the reserve list when you go to the bottom of your roster on 2K, and you're like, who the hell are these guys? Like, who the hell do you want to trade them to? G League players? Come on, man. Two all-stars. Well, guess what? There's not going to be enough players he wants to play with still left on the damn team if you get two all-stars. How they're going to work that out, I have no idea. But he's going to get moved. Nets fans aren't going to be happy, clearly. The Nets aren't going to be happy, clearly. And KD going to be happy. He's going to get paid all that money and be it is. It is really, it is, it's a coup that this is what happens. I can't blame him because they allow it. I don't know how you stop it. A code red? Like, I have no idea. But it's crazy. It is nuts, okay? It is crazy. Like, hey, here are the here's the, <laughs> the teams I'm going to. Here are the players that you have to keep on the team. Who the hell am I supposed to trade for? It's the craziest thing. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I need you to make me a gourmet pasta. But I want you to use beans and sour cream. Like, no, I can't do that. Sorry. Not even on Top Chef. Like, I, what the hell do you want from me? But for a Net fan, it sucks. Like, you knew it wasn't going to work, but okay, Harden's gone. Now I got Ben Simmons. Like, he wasn't tough enough for Philly, but let's bring him to Brooklyn. Like, okay, now I got Ben Simmons. Really? Now I got Ben Simmons. I got a team that can't figure itself out. Doesn't make sense. At least I traded for Royce O'Neal. Speaking of which, it's like the Jazz, like, they just dumped Royce O'Neal wasn't to create cap space. Like, they weren't finding a way to spend more money. They were like, we're going to suck so bad that, like, even pre the Gobert, we're going to just already start dumping guys off. Donovan Mitchell not hanging out like Tom Hanks in Castaway with Wilson. He gone eventually. So now you got two fan bases in the Nets and the Jazz. That's like, I mean, it is, it's Heartbreak Hotel. It sucks. Like, I get it. I'm a Knicks fan. I've dealt with this. The antithesis of this I never, I will never forget this. I remember where I was. It was 1996, I believe. I believe it was 96. I remember being, at the time, the house my mother had. I was graduating high school that year. I had a pool. I remember being in the pool. And I felt like the scene where, like, in Rocky Four. When he's watching and finds out Apollo's gonna fight Drago, remember that scene? I always think of that scene when I see that movie. This is, by the way, this is what's wrong with my life. Uh, here I am on a, like a Friday night. Everyone else is out. I'm like, hey, let's talk about Rocky Four and why I think of it like my own pool. Whatever, not my Jordan pool. By the way, Gary Payton by on his way to Portland. I like the Divincenzo move for the Warriors, though. I do. I like him. 
You heard what I said in the first part of this about those players from Nova, and I think he can continue to grow and do some interesting things with him. Athleticism, ability to work in with defensively what they do, even though he's not Gary Payton. Um, I, I like I like DiVincenzo. He's got some some motor to him, some grit. But when you sit there and you think about that pool scene, right? I think about being in the pool. I had the boom box, right? Like the Sony boom, because you either had the yellow Walkman, which I had, or like the boom box, the antenna's like out here. And I was listening to WFAN in New York, and they announced, because it was all in one day, free agency, right? That the Knicks had signed Allen Houston, Larry Johnson, and Chris Childs. I was like, what? Now, Chris Childs was like, oh, that guy on the Nets. Fine, speaking of the Nets. But, like, I loved Allen Houston. I always loved Allen Houston, even when he bounced the ball 100 times and got lucky and they beat the Heat. Until he got paid $100 million, not his fault, but he kind of gets crapped on. He's still in the organization. He's a terrific dude as well. But, and I love LJ, all right? Four-point play happened on my birthday. I'll never forget that, all right? I jumped in my friend's arms. I thought we beat Russia. Like, it was, like, crazy. But when you sit there and you think about the moments that you get excited as a fan, it's when you find out like you're getting that big name player. And then the disappointment, like the years that follow, you're like, I remember like, look, the Knicks didn't win. They got to a finals and like they had really consistent winning with those players and all kinds of crazy moments as well. I mean, with all the players getting kicked out and the heat rivalry, I mean, that blessed day turned into a blessed time period really for me as a fan. It did. But I dealt with the other kind. Okay, I've dealt with the other kind. You know, Jeremy Lin's 10-day experience was like the most exciting time during the entire run of Carmelo Anthony. How sad is that? Who was a terrific player and actually was a very good player for the Knicks. But it's like, that's the sadness, okay? <laughs> yeah, they, they brought him on board and we, they got Stoudemire like four minutes in. These guys don't think they can play together. We don't know if we can have an offense that works. Well, don't you think about that beforehand? It's like the Harden, Kyrie, and, uh, and KD thing. How's this going to work? I don't know. Now, I hope they got Cat and, Go- and Gobert figured out, and they should, obviously, and you think about Edwards, and those players are going to complement each other. My problem with that is you give up all those picks, and to get what? Are you just trying to get into the playoffs? And that's the, the tough part about the West Because, you know, what do they have to do to reach that top level? Well, you need other teams to come down. Are they going to beat the Suns? Like, if KD goes to to Phoenix, forget it. It's going to be Golden State, Phoenix, and if the Lakers or Clippers can do enough, and then everybody else ain't enough. Sorry. We're going to be the eight seed? I mean, you can't move to the East. Can you ask the (laughs) trade? You can't do that. No, really, we're in the East. No, you can't do that. But... So I, I don't know how that's necessarily going to work out because, you know, Gobert is a guy who affects the game in so many different ways. He's a severely underrated player, I think, in what he does for an offense in not only the way that he is able to, you know, continue every year to get a little bit better at finding a way to score points when needed, but here's a guy who can, you know, continues plays and there's so many little things that aren't even a stat sheet that he does. And I think the way he'll free up Cat offensively is going to be pretty special. And their, their, their interior defense and rim protection has been horrific. They needed that big time, right? I, although it was Anthony Edwards who, I believe, had made a comment saying he wasn't afraid of going to the hole with Gobert there. He may have to, see, may have to clear that up based on Gobert's previous relationship that he had with his, you know, his last god with uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell. 
But I think if you're a Net fan or a Jazz fan, this is painful. I've dealt with that pain. It sucks. Like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like, for a Net fan, there's no road to recovery. You may have to watch Kyrie and Ben Simmons, two of the most unlikable basketball players on God's green earth, have no KD and eat it. That is terrible. Like, that is, that's worse than if you're just horseshit. Like, that's going to be painful for a Net fan to deal with. Like, awful. I mean, I, I feel bad for, I really do. Like, I feel bad for them. That's going to be, that's, that is a train wreck. That whole thing, you cannot get equal value in a deal now for KD. But if you're a Jazz fan, you know, Donovan, if, if the organization is going to go this route, and, like, I, I bring up the Royce O'Neal thing again, right? And I think Brian Winters was one that I saw talking about this. And he's right. It's like the sign that that was was like, why would you do that? If you're going to let go of Gobert and, you're, and you've still got Donovan Mitchell and then you got money freed up, aren't you going to try and win? Why are you you're taking another start? You know, I mean, look, a wing player who could defend and, you know, certainly played enough minutes. You move him. Now what are you going to do? Like, you just got to hang out, Clarkson, Mitchell, and what? Like, I don't understand. Like, you, you, where are you, what are you going to do with this team? You got a, a young coach who could be a very good young coach. But it's like Danny Ainge, like, it's like, I don't even know. Like, he goes to a, like, play, a place Jerry DePoto doesn't even travel. Like, I don't even know what he's doing half the time. <laughs> really, it is amazing. It's like, you couldn't just chill out and, like, work your way in? I mean, he just got there. Hey, let's take the, I got to break the whole team up. Now, when you, like, start a Madden franchise, and you're like, you know, it'll be fun. Let's trade everyone and see if we can redo it. That's fine in your basement. Like, you don't want to do that with a team. Donovan Mitchell, they might as well trade him tomorrow. Why wait? Now you're going to sit there and, and do what? And if I were them, I would trade him now because with KD out there in the market and the impossibility of trying to get equal value for him, you may be able to sneak into some of those teams that are trying to get Kate. Now, look, he's not Kevin Durant, different kind of player, but he's, he's, a, he's an explosive level talent in terms of what he could do. Maybe you can kind of get in there and, and utilize that because it's not going to cost you what Katie's going to, but, but for Kevin Durant and for Brooklyn and for the jazz and for every, the only guy in the whole thing, like no jazz fans going to ever be happy. No Brooklyn fan, Donovan Mitchell isn't going to be happy because now you're going to deal with this whole process. And it's like, yeah, look, I hope he comes home, right? He's a New York guy. I think for me, the Knicks should trade for him. I don't know how much he works with Jalen Brunson, but I, I because I, I worry about, you know, on the defensive end from a guard standpoint and size, and there's a whole lot of, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a match necessarily, but he's a match for me. Like, I love Donovan Mitchell, right? But are you kidding me? Like, the only guy who's going to be happy is, is Kevin Durant. The only one. He's going to go wherever he wants for the most part. Now, look, I, I hate saying this because I think it would be cool to watch him in Toronto anyway with some of the players they have, but I hope they send him there if he doesn't want to go there because it kind of does suck. It's like, no, you know, you can't, if you want to tell me these are the places I'll go, like, or, hey, look, Sean Marks, I've been good to you. You've been good to me. You gave me all that money. I hung out for a year, right? I've been good to you. You've been really good to me. Like, here are the places, the cities I'd like to go. Okay. You can't then say, here are the players you can't trade for because I need to play with them too. Like, shut the hell. Are you kidding? Sorry. Overboard. Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, KD right there. That's overboard. Too much.
Jazz fans, Net fans, I feel your pain. As a Met fan, I feel your pain. All the Et fans feel your Jet fans, Met fans, Net fans. I, mean, I don't know what it is. Anything Et fans. Nobody betting on any of those teams. I mean, Jet fans feel your pain. My God. Like, Jets and Nets fans, they should have their own, like, therapeutic community for those two. It's like, ouch. I look forward to seeing you soon again on the podcast. Another unplanned episode. We'll keep doing these in free agency. I've got some baseball stuff. Uh, got like a halfway recap, which you're going to enjoy. And I have two great guests coming up next week. So really excited about all that. But we'll keep I, I wanted to just jump in and really just commiserate on behalf of all the teams I root for that are horseshit. I, I feel bad for the Utah Jazz fan and the Brooklyn Nets fan. And everyone outside of KD was like, hey, I'd like to go here and do what I want. No, change the menu at the restaurant when you walk in. Look, I know you're Kevin Durant, you know. But there are no illusion here. You're basically doing what you want. And good on the Nets. Don't let Kyrie tell you anything. Although, where are you going to send him? Like, could you imagine a, a locker room? Like, hey, we're really building, <laughs> we're building continuity and chemistry. Well, who you got in there? You know, P.J. Tucker went to Philly, you know. We talk about, like, all the Jared Dudleys of the world and all the guys around the league that are, like, huge with with all the things that they offer. I, you know, Iggy, obviously, Andre Iguodala, what he was doing with Golden State, right, even though he wasn't playing and healthy. What you got? Well, I got Kyrie and Ben Simmons. What? Yeah, what? Huh? Squeeze me? See you next time on the pod. We're unfiltered. Enjoy your holiday weekend, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.